0: If you have ever looked at someone and thought, hmm, let's reconsider that, this is the podcast for you. Each week I talk about a few random things that are grinding my gears, things that just bug me, and then talk about some better ways to look at them. I also want to offer a different perspective, so I plan on having guests on the show often. Most of them will be my close friends and family who have helped shape me into the person I am today, but I also hope to invite others on the pod to share their perspectives and possibly make me reconsider my own perspective. There's more than one way to look at something. It is important to embrace multiple perspectives when living life. Don't take yourself too seriously and do more of what you like and less of what you don't. Welcome to Let's Reconsider That. Hi, I'm Jess. I'm 31 years old, born and raised in Minnesota. I'm an open book, but let me start by telling you what led me to create this podcast. Well, first of all, I talk a lot (laughs) and I have a lot to talk about. I'm usually the one controlling the conversation and I usually have something to add when I'm not. I also love listening to people. And when you listen to someone, you have the opportunity to learn something. When you keep an open mind while listening to others, you allow yourself the opportunity to view something from a different perspective. I started this podcast because I want people to reconsider things. And I want people to think about the other ways to look at things. So every episode, I'm going to do a warm-up, a heavy hitter, and... A happy ending. Three segments every episode that touch on something a little bit different. Our warm-up's going to be a little light-hearted. Something cool, fun, maybe inspirational. Possibly a public service announcement or something like that. Our heavy hitter's usually going to be a big topic, something big. Tonight's topic is pretty heavy hitting. Something I want you guys to think about and something that I welcome you guys to ask me to think about. I'm not saying that my perspective when I share these things are right or that any perspective is right. I'm just sharing the way I feel and I welcome that you feel differently possibly or I welcome that you relate to the way I feel and that we feel the same way. We can debate about things if that's what it comes to it as long as you stay respectful. I feel certain ways about some topics and my friends feel certain ways and i plan on having them on this podcast and openly discussing that i might feel some way and they might feel a different way and openly say that at one point in time i Saw something a different way. And because you shared your life experiences with me, I was able to open my eyes and see it from a different perspective. So I really want to share that with other people and create a conversation and remind people that there is more than one way to think about things. And we can have these conversations with respect, with kindness. We don't need to attack each other every time we disagree. Let's find a way to come together and reconsider crazy things that are happening in this ridiculous world we're living in every single day. We turn on the news and something bad has happened. We go on social media and see videos of kids practicing lockdown drills at home. Our children have to practice lockdown drills at home. So that when they get to school, they know to prepare to practice for a lockdown because they probably will have a lockdown during that school year. And those are the kind of heavy hitting things that I want to talk about in this podcast. We're not going to talk about it this episode, but that's just a little sneak peek into some of the things that I'd like to talk about going forward, I'd also love to know what you want to talk about. If you guys have ideas of things that you want to talk about and things you want to hear on the podcast, I'd love to hear them. You can follow on Instagram at Let's Reconsider That. I also have a Gmail account, let's reconsider that, pod, at gmail.com. I would love to hear what you guys have to say. We don't want to pull any muscle, so we better warm up before we get into anything too serious. What kind of deodorant do you use? Secret, Old Spice, Dove, Speed Stick. All of these use aluminum as their main ingredient. Aluminum is an antiperspirant, which means it stops sweating by creating a barrier on your skin to keep that sweat in. But sweat is one of the ways our body detoxes itself. So if we aren't letting the toxins out, then they just sit on our skin and we just keep smelling bad forever. Which is why I bet some of those deodorant companies use aluminum as their main ingredient. Because that means you continue to use it over and over again. Because when you stop using it, the aluminum isn't doing its job anymore. You start to sweat And now that sweat smells worse than it did before, because we didn't let the sweat that wanted out before this sweat wanted out come out of our bodies. So now it's gross sweat on top of gross sweat on top of more gross sweat. And that ends up causing issues inevitably. Why wouldn't it? So I used to use average deodorant, the normal deodorant everybody else uses that has the main active ingredient which is aluminum and when I was using this I was getting these super large painful inflamed red bumps under my armpits and they hurt so bad I would try to pop them it wouldn't work it just was the absolute worst so eventually I started to research what it is and I learned a little bit more about how aluminum based deodorants work and stuff like that so I started using a natural based deodorant and it didn't work It didn't work at all. I just kept using it and using it and I smelt and I sweat and it was the worst experience of my entire life. So I stopped and then I started getting the bumps again and they really, really hurt. So I did a little bit more research and I found that you're supposed to detox your armpits when you switch from aluminum deodorant to non-aluminum deodorant, which most people call natural deodorant because when we use aluminum based deodorants it creates this barrier on our skin and over over time that barrier builds up on our armpits and it just keeps happening so what i think was happening with under my arms when i was getting my red bumps is all of that deodorant had created this barrier and i had icky detox like icky sweat that wanted out of my body and it had nowhere to go so instead it was it was getting stuck in my pores and creating issues for me eventually i gave in and started looking into ways to detoxify my armpits and i found mainly via pinterest that there was a substance called bentonite clay i think i'm saying that right so um, i found it at the vitamin shop went down there got myself a little jar of it and it's just this dried clay that you mix with um a tablespoon of the clay a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar and one to two teaspoons of water. And you create this mask out of it. And then you put it on your armpits and let it sit for a little bit. I added some essential oils when I made mine. I can't remember exactly what I did, but probably something like lavender tea tree or something that I knew had detoxifying properties to it. So I had to do this for a couple weeks. And in all of the things I said, when I did some research, it said that I'd need to do it more than once in order to to see the desired effect. So I would do it when I took a bath once or twice a week. And let me tell you, my mom loved it because I was living with my mom at the time. And it was not until recently that I came into really understanding all of the areas of a home that needs to be cleaned. And I didn't pay very close attention to the clay mask that I left over in her bathtub. She got really mad at me. So, um, sorry about that, mom. I understand it is very important to clean all of the bathtub and to rinse it out when you're finished. That was a big one that I didn't understand was as important as it is now. But back to the deodorant story, I detoxed my armpits for a little bit and then eventually it got better. I stopped getting those bumps and I started to smell a little bit better And my problem at that point was that I just couldn't find a deodorant I liked. I couldn't find something that I felt worked. So I was trying a bunch of different kinds. I tried Toms. I tried, I think it's called Clear. It's like a brand with a rollerball on it. And then finally I found Native, which was a little bit more expensive. So I think that's why I picked it last. But if I would have picked it right away, I would have probably spent less in the long run. So Native was the brand that I found that I really liked and I used it for a while. After about I don't know, a couple weeks, just until I felt like I didn't smell as often. I stopped the detox or the armpit detox. And then sometimes if I just smell myself or something, I'll do it, but I really don't use it very often. That bentonite clay is great for other things too. It kind of is similar to a charcoal, I think. So it pulls stuff out and it you know detoxifies and stuff. So it's great for your face and stuff too. So I use it for that sometimes. I use the native deodorant for a while. And then I recently found another Instagram influencer who also is very passionate about aluminum free deodorant. I'll have to find her name and she uses a crystal deodorant and the crystal deodorant it's reusable and it's super good for the planet too. So the, the person who I followed she does a lot of holistic stuff. Liv, the holistic lifestyle coach. Maybe I'll have to ask her to be a guest on the pod or something. But she is the person that introduced me to the crystal deodorant. So what you do is you take it and you run it under cold water. Don't use hot because it's literally a solid block of salt pretty much that is made for this specific reason. So run it under cold water for a little bit, get it nice and wet, run it under your armpit, make sure it's wet, put more water on it if you need, but you just rub it under your armpit, you know, 10, 20 little swipes, whatever you want to do, rinse it off, go to your next armpit, do the same exact thing, rinse it off and then store it. So I'll have to share some of her videos on my Instagram after I... Publish this episode so that you guys can see what she does. I have tried her version and I have tried the Amazon version. The first time I tried the Amazon version, I absolutely hated it because the, um, packaging that it came in, I did not like. So I ended up purchasing lives, the live from, from live holistic, which I found on Instagram. And, um, Used hers and found out that I was having the same exact issue I was having with the Amazon one as I was having with hers. And I realized after a little bit that it's a solid block of salt and it's going to melt. And that's just a learning process I had. So I made sure to always use cold water and realize that this solid piece of salt is going to come out of my container regardless anyways. So I will also link the Amazon salts crystal deodorant that I use because that's what I'm going to order again. So right now I'm using what I have left over from live holistic. They ordered from her link tree on her Instagram, but when that's gone, I'm just going to buy what I had off Amazon again, because it really did Uh, I, I did like it better than I thought at first. So the moral of this story is that sometimes it might be worth reconsidering what kind of deodorant you use, even if it's just what you put under your armpit. It really can make a big difference. There is not a ton of super concrete scientific evidence that says that aluminum causes cancer, but it definitely is a toxic element to, to human beings. So putting it on our skin might not be the best thing for us. So I would like you to possibly reconsider what kind of deodorant you use. Let's get into today's heavy hitter. I'm going I'm going all in for my first episode because this has happened recently and I think that I have a perspective, not think, but I have a perspective that I'd like to share and I talk about it a lot and I've said this to multiple different friends of mine in the past and I've yet to have one person look at me and be like, you are wrong, Jess, so I wanted to start with this and then go from there. So today's heavy hitter is abortion. On June 24th, 2022, the US Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade, which gave women a constitutional right to ab- abortion. I'm not here to talk about politics or the specifics of what happened on June 24th, but I do have to say is that this could have been handled better, people. So, let's reconsider this what if instead of taking away a woman's right to choose let's start regulating this procedure better mandatory pre-procedure screening by a mental health professional should be required in order to qualify for an abortion so say i find myself in a situation where i'm pregnant and i want to abort my baby I am going to go to a doctor and I'm going to make my appointment just like I'm sure people do. I've never had an abortion, so I cannot speak from experience. So, with that said right there, I've never had an abortion. I've never been pregnant. I've never experienced this. So, I am coming from a perspective of never experienced. So, if what I say hurts somebody's feelings, I apologize. That's not my intention. And I'd love to hear a better way for me to handle that in the future. But I strongly feel that, you know, step one is to make an appointment with. With, you know an abortion consultant let's say we call them this should be a mental health professional that has specific you know education and training based off of abortions where they can sit down with a woman and they can have a conversation with them a consultation that says why are you here why are you considering aborting this this fetus what happened you know were you abused And you cannot imagine growing the child of your abuser for nine months and then letting that person become a human being. Approved. You need to go to four more counseling sessions prior to your abortion and complete all of this mandatory required things because abortions should be taken seriously because life matters. So instead of just removing their opportunity, let's re-look at the best way to handle the situation. So let's look at another situation. I'm a 16-year-old girl. I had consensual sex with my boyfriend in the back of his truck. I told him to use a condom. He said, I don't have one, baby. Let's just do it. It. You made a choice, sweetie pie. You let your boyfriend have sex with you without a condom. It was consensual. You made a mistake. Abortion has been denied. But instead of just shooting you down and telling you that you are a teen mom, let's offer this person resources. Let's say this is your next steps. Let's take you one step at a time as to how you can have this baby, give them up for adoption, still live your best life. Because in the instance where you chose to be irresponsible, that does not mean that you deserve to have an abortion there. It should. Oh, it's so controversial for, for me to say some of the things I'm saying. And I want to be crystal clear when I am saying this, I am not for or against abortions. I am in support of change and not just removing The Right of a woman. There's a better way that this can be handled. I'm not saying that my way is the best way. I'm also not saying that it's the only way, but it's better than just taking it all, taking it away altogether. So my stand on abortion is I am just pro women, human beings. I love babies. I don't want babies to not be around, but I don't want a woman to have to sit around for nine months and know that she was raped by her uncle. And she now has to sit with that trauma in her stomach for nine months and then birth a baby. Don't make her do it. Why? What is that? What purpose is that serving the world? If you are so pro-life that you feel that that is okay to bring that child into the world, then I welcome your rebuttal. I want to know what makes it worth it for somebody to have violated a woman and then bring a child into the world. If that is so important, then explain to me why I'm I'm here and and welcome to listen to it. But right now, I think that bringing Roe versus Wade might not back, might not be the best best option. I mean, the government's already put their foot in our business, so I don't know what more we can do. There are a lot of different things and ways that this could have been handled, and I definitely believe that our government handled it wrong and that they could have handled it better. So from here, where, where do we go now? Um, we advocate for women who, who want to have abortions. We research local advocate groups to see what we can do to help women who are seeking abortions. We, we do what we can to, to assist these people. I will admit I have not done this. I have not looked into ways to advocate for women, women of abortion. I'm not currently doing anything to support these people, but this is the way I feel. I don't want women's right to have an abortion to have been taken away. I'm sorry. I apologize to all the women that are living in a state that is banned them from being able to choose. But if you were irresponsible, I also don't want you to just be able to go down to the local clinic and get it aborted because you were being irresponsible. So I think that we could make some change for for the better in the, the world of regulating women's healthcare. It doesn't need to be regulated by the government. In order for me to get a prescription for anxiety medicine, I have to go to a doctor. I have to do specific things. And they usually recommend that I go to cognitive behavioral therapy to deal with my anxiety. Why is pregnancy and abortion any different? Why should anything be be different than that. Why should I just be able to go and tell my doctor, Oh, I have anxiety because I drink every single night. So I don't take care of myself. So I should get some pills so that I can feel better. That's not the way prescription medicine works. That also shouldn't be how, how abortions work. Well, I got drunk and I had sex with a guy who I didn't know. So now I don't want to have this baby. Well, you were irresponsible. You, you could have taken different, different paths that doesn't mean that we leave you high and dry. That means that we give you support and resource to to go along the way. I understand that there are two sides of of that story. I mean, if I was a 17 year old girl who made a mistake and I needed an abortion and I didn't want to spend nine months carrying the the child of a one night stand, I might feel differently. I'm not saying that what I feel and, and what I'm saying is right. But from a decision-making standpoint overall, like from a big picture view, I think that the government could have adjusted rules and regulations versus deciding that they know what's best for our bodies. I think a doctor knows what's best for our bodies. I think a mental health professional knows what's best for our bodies. And I think women should partner with doctors and mental health professionals. Those are the people who should be making decisions about our bodies. Women partnered with mental health professionals and doctors who know what they're doing, not people sitting behind a desk in a legislative hall or whatever. What a, I'm, I don't know government. Honesty, right there. I'm not very political and things like that. So if there's something I need to learn more about, I will honestly say that I don't know much about politics. But that was one way to kick off our heavy hitter. So. Well, I think it is important to end things on a positive note so I want to end every episode with a happy ending and today I want to start by highlighting a influencer I'm going to call her on Instagram I don't know if she'd consider herself that yet but now that I look at her Instagram a little bit closer she has 20.1 thousand followers followers. So that's a lot of followers. So let's call her an Instagram influencer. Her name is Katie Zorns. Instagram handle handle is trying to live T R I underscore I N G underscore T O underscore live trying to live. Um, she has completed, she just completed a triathlon triathlon, after gaining a hundred pounds back and forgetting how to do hard things. So her mission in life or her mission this year, from what you will gather from her Instagram, if you are to go look it out, look at it is that you can do hard things. So her mission is that in 2022, she's going to do 22 hard things. And she really inspired me to take the next step in the journey of starting this podcast Creating something like this is not going to be easy. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. There's going to be a learning curve in order for me to get good at this. And I'm going to get frustrated and it's going to get hard. But we as human beings can do hard things. We need to remind ourselves every single day that you can do hard things and You're going to be thankful you did at the end of it. So today's happy ending is to just be inspired by who you are. Meet yourself where you're at. Remind yourself that you are stronger than you think you are and just live your life. Follow Trying to Live on Instagram, Katie Zorn's follow the podcast on Instagram. The podcast tag is Let's Reconsider That. Let me know what you think of the first episode. Subscribe, rate, review all of the things that all the podcast people say. I have been telling my friends for a while that I should start a podcast cuz I love to talk and here I am sitting on my bed right now doing something that is really scary, starting a podcast saying how I feel. Potentially saying some controversial things that not everybody will agree with, but I'd love to make a difference. I really hope you enjoyed listening to the first episode of this podcast, and I look forward to talking to you later.